Um, I guess I was asking, or who has been here, uh, to, to confirm with them. I'm not normally standing over here. Uh, I'm over here again. And, you know, I have noticed a pattern, uh, Christy and Bill. Uh, I don't know the last time John was here when you guys were on the show. Yeah, I have not seen him in a minute. Is he um, alive? Oh, he's alive. Still alive? I mean, he's dead inside. Oh. But he's still among the living. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's got to be awful hard for you guys not to take this personal at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with me enforcing that all the time. All right, um, enough of the rigmarole. We got a cold open now. Here's the show. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Hey! Hey! There's people in the audience, there's people on stage. It's like a real show. We done growed up and we're a real live boy. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Jesse Jones. Once again, guest hosting for John Ross, who is just living life to the fullest. And with me <laughs> with me tonight, Melanie Ford. Hello. Christy Farley. And Big Train, Nick McGavern. <laughs> and again, it's me, it's Jesse Jones. I'm guest hosting. I usually sit over there today, I'm standing over here. Um, just trying, there it is. Yeah, I was trying to finesse the whole song all the way out, just because I'm like that. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, Melanie, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Jesse? I'm f sweating my ass off. It. <laughs> but I did, I'm, I made a, it doesn't matter. Uh, we have a, a slight bit of air conditioning going. I made a little duct. It's sort of working until people get in here and then there's body heat and it just throws it all to <laughs> shit. Uh, you didn't actually want that long an answer. Um, <laughs> good to see you, ma'am. Good, good to see you. You were just in the Tonight play. I was. Playing the 88-year-old uh, regular guest of Johnny's back in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, it's only a couple years older than I actually am, so mm, it's sure. not a huge stretch no, artistically. Yeah. Long dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that was 42 years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> listen to anything that we've, we've done 42 years from now, somebody can mock us for not being alive anymore, too. <laughs> it's, it's true and sad. We're all dead in the future, everybody. <laughs> We're already dead. Oh, it's going to be one of these shows, is it? Uh, thank you, Melanie. I'm sorry you touched that nerve off. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Christy, hi Hello. there. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm pretty, I'm, I'm good. Are you? Still alive, yeah. Yeah? No, so you're not in the future. Not in the future, not, you're not. Not then. You are dead in the We're future. We're above the dirt for now, you guys. Yeah, we will rejoin it again soon. Uh <laughs> I am sorry. I've 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 had a week. <laughs> Clearly, uh, how have you been doing? Good stuff. Good alive stuff. I'm still on you, Christy. I haven't. Oh, moved okay. On. I'm sorry. I was like. That's all right. 
I was trying to actually get some conversation and not just yeah, my supplementing. I'm, and yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm super good. Good. How are, how are you? I'm all right. You tried yeah. to back out like four hours ago. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay. So like, yeah, I, I just had that comedian moment where I was like, am I, can I do this or am I just kidding myself and I'm not funny at all? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I was like, do I have what it takes? And you were like, you totally have what it takes. You also, got it. Don't you cancel on me. Don't you cancel on me. That's what he said to me. I did take a weird dark turn. <laughs> My head spun around and you couldn't hear half of what I was saying until it spun back. Um, yeah, I'm glad you, you pushed through. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're glad too in a couple minutes. It, it's worth it to be creative. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a sign of optimism. <laughs> that's the I got out of bed today of comedy. Woo! It's just, oh, one accomplishment, one at a time, everybody. <laughs> Nicholas McGavern, this. Hey. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, not a lot to report. No. I also thought about trying to cancel him out of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, to be fair, every time I do it, I also <laughs> just... What the fuck are we doing? Why is... <laughs> right. <laughs> Why have I done this 200 times? <laughs> Literally 200 times. <laughs> um, yeah. So I walk out, like I told Christy, I'll, uh, after staring <laughs> blankly into this, yeah. this snow white screen with a mocking blinking cursor. Yeah. Is, is that when you call John and you're like, hi, I'd like to guest host? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have also not been very sad to have to host the last several times because that means I don't have to write all day. <laughs> but I write the, I write the prompts. So I still get a little uh, creative. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> see if I can actually find... Is it this one? Let's start the show. All right. We had enough banter. Nick brought it all down. Fuck. It's just like you just suck the energy out of a room. <laughs> That's not true. All right. Segment one. It, get, it gets better, guys. Uh, reorganization. Please take the following acronym and reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? There's a petition that was launched last year by the nonprofit Halloween and Costume Association lobbying to move Halloween from October 31st to the last Saturday of October in a move that the association argues would lead to a safer, longer, stress-free celebration. In honor of this peti petition, your acronym is TRICK. Or treat. That's right. You can reimagine either trick, T-R-I-C-K, or treat, T-R-E-A-T. Melanie, trick or treat? I want treat. Do I have a specific? Did you want an answer you, or was it was terrible? Uh, it's, you can lead into it however you'd like. <laughs> I'm sorry if that like took some of the reveal out of your bit. but That's okay. 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 Uh, thank you to President Bowers of the BTA for handing the floor over to me. Some of us parents may think Halloween on a school night is scary. I sure do. Of course, Halloween on a Saturday night would be scarier because God's children would be too tired and hungover from the devil's holiday for church. <laughs> That's a whole week where your child could die and never be able to repent for the sin of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what peril facing our children is the scariest of all? Premarital sex. What? Which is why I need you to read the enclosed abstinence text. 
I know what you're all thinking. Jackie, we've told you again and again that you cannot pass out abstinence-only propaganda at every single PTA meeting. But I have not passed out abstinence-only propaganda. I have passed out cheap cookies I bought in bulk from Costco that just so happen to have abstinence-only propaganda inside their packaging. <laughs> Besides, if we can find time to talk about the ethics of Halloween in July, we can discuss getting our sweet, innocent children to not cement their place in hell by fornicating against Jesus' will. <laughs> I see that President Bowers is attempting to cut off my time a solid 45 seconds before my time is actually over. We all know it's because President Bowers has an entire gaggle of promiscuous children, and she does not care about your children's immortal souls. This is the same President Bowers that let an entire PTA meeting be about a vegetarian lunch options, and then got mad at me for saying that the only meat the high schooler should be abstaining from is, get your hands off of me, Rebecca! <laughs> if President Rebecca Bowers will not allow you, allow me to speak the truth, you are thus deeply implored to read the enclosed abstinence text. Nelly <laughs> <laughs> Ford. Treat. Treat? Treat. Okay, I lost track. Melanie Ford's treat. Uh, Christy, you trick or treat, you don't have to say. Uh, we'll, we'll discover it. it. It'll unfold like a flower. I'm pretty upfront with it. Okay. <laughs> Tiny rats eat apple tarts. <laughs> All right. There it is. You guys? <laughs> what's up? Science here. How's it hanging? <laughs> We over here at the Science Center for people who want to know things. <laughs> and we're performing an experiment to test if small rats could complete a series of increasingly challenging tasks in exchange for French pastry. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that like Americans, rats will do literally whatever in exchange for bread soaked in butter and sugar. <laughs> and if you're listening right now and you know that I did not Google where apple tarts come from and instead guessed France, <laughs> you need to reach out to your friends and family because they're worried about you. <laughs> okay. Tiny rats, <laughs> apple tarts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Christy Farley's treat for everybody. That's two treats. Nick McGavern, trick or treat. I also picked treat. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this really is a treat. Uh, <laughs> because wh what it means to me is time to relax and enjoy Australian theater. <laughs> Everyone knows that Australian theater is the best in the world. You haven't seen Shakespeare the way it was meant to be done until you've seen it performed by a pack of racist drunken Aussies. <laughs> Their latent criminality and penchant for lying makes them natural actors. And the nightmarish conditions of their scorched continent give new meanings to classic plays. For instance, when an Australian playing Macbeth says, full of, oh fuck. <laughs> full of scorpions is my mind. <laughs> you know there's a decent chance that that is literally true. <laughs> so Papa fosters in a paper bag and head on down to the Sydney Opera House, me mateys. Nick <laughs> <laughs> McGavern's treat. Everybody got a treat that round. There it is. Segment two, pickup lines. Hey, everybody. Um, have, uh, I'm sorry, it splits pages. Please <laughs> have composed three pickup lines, either to or from the following things. Melanie, 
Pickup lines to or from magnetic poetry. And I, I do all three. Uh, one at a time. We'll go one at a time, cycle through. Your first from to or from magnetic poetry. Hey. You can arrange me as a cute, flirty poem, or you can make me into a big dick. I'm flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy Farley, your pickup lines to or fro fortune cookies. Chase down your large, salty meal with a little bit of meat, then regret it later. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pickup pick line. Uh, <laughs> 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 Nick McGavern, your pickup line, your first of three pickup lines, uh, to or from those uh, digital uh, electronic highway signs. Your current speed is 70 miles per hour. Please slow down. Please stop. Please turn around and come back. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, we're, we're, on a, we're on a sad train. Um, <laughs> let's see it pick up steam and sadness. Uh, <laughs> Melanie. Your second from Magnetic Poetry. Hey, girl. You want to get drunk, throw us on your fridge, bask in the magic of us intertwined, and then realize in the morning we make no fucking sense together? It's <laughs> too real. Uh, Christy, your second from Fortune Cookie. When's the last time you got broken open? <laughs> Ooh. He lays it on thick. <laughs> yeah. That's a saucy cookie. <laughs> Leaving nothing to the event. Uh, Nick McGavern, second from Digital Electronic Highway Signs. Hey, girl, are you everyone on the highway? Because you're completely ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Melanie, your third magnetic poetry. So. Do you want to pull out my romance word bank or my fuck slut word bank? <laughs> Is that even a question? Uh, <laughs> Christy, fortune cookies. Your future is inside my flaps. <laughs> Lucky numbers 69, yeah. 69, 69. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Nick, <laughs> finish up these uh, pickup lines from the dig digital electronic highway signs. Have you had one or two drinks tonight? Buzz driving is still drunk driving, but also, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> these pickup lines. <laughs> ah, that was pickup lines. Oh. <laughs> What's up, girl? Uh, <laughs> just barreling through. Already in segment three, guys. We're going to slow it down for you a little bit. I like the solid one clap. <laughs> that was a punctuation. Um, segment three, Department of Tourism. Congrats, everyone. You've all been hired as the tourism directors of the following places. Makes want to come visit or live there. Why not? Uh, Melanie. Make us want to come to visit or live in, um, why do you ask, Berg? July 25th, 2019. Diary, this is the hardest job as a tourist director I've ever been assigned to. I have never encountered a mass of citizens so suspicious and hostile. For two weeks now, I've been trying to figure out what, how to market the city, but to no avail. 
I try to ask what makes the city great. The mayor responds, who wants to know the man? (laughs) I ask if there's any good parks or rivers through the city. The parking ranger retorts, who's asking a nature-hating vandal? (laughs) I ask for an iced coffee at Starbucks. The barista says, why would you need coffee? So you can stay awake long enough to learn all our secrets? Even my attempts to Google information about the city only leads me to pages that berate me for my curiosity. I love my job, diary. I'm so passionate about tourism. Everyone should get to see as much of the world as they can, not just big places like New York City, but small places like Why Do You Askberg as well. Besides, they called me and hired me to help. I wish they could just put aside their customs and let me in. July 26, 2019. I tossed and turned all night, trying to figure out how I was going to bring tourism to the city of Why Do You Askberg. As I gave up on falling asleep, I turned to Facebook to kill time until the Starbucks would open and I could be further accosted for my attempts to ingest caffeine. I saw my cooler, younger friends memeing with delight over what seems to be the newest craze, a future plan to storm Area 51 and demand answers. And that's when it came to me, the perfect plan to bring tourism to Why Do You Askberg. I made some phone calls and used my major political pull as a tourism director. Many people never knew where Area 51 was to begin with, so changing the address from Arizona to Why Do You Ask Burke <laughs> went relatively unnoticed. Soon the city will be swarmed with conspiracy theory obsessed weeaboos asking about aliens and egg laying fetishism. <laughs> The citizens will panic and become more paranoid than ever, but if even one smart entrepreneur can attach to the mix-up and give the tourists something to ask about, they will be coming there every day until the end of the world, 12 years from now. (laughs) (laughs) Melody Ford. It it may not be the help they asked Berg for, but it is exactly the help they deserve, Berg. There was a big lull in there that made me... And you leaned back. I feel like an asshole. M- might be able to edit that out. <laughs> Melanie Ford, why do you ask, Berg? <laughs> One more time for her, since I stepped on it. That's why I usually sit over there and don't stand over here. Uh, that's not true. That's all on her. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Christy Farley, make us want to visit Terrificton. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? That's how I said it in my head. Okay, cool. But it's it, your interpretation will, adjust, may vary. I can adjust. Make no, d- no, just go with what you had. Don't let me influence you. Terrific ton. <laughs> Terrific ton. Okay. However you grabbed it. <laughs> how are things here? Fine, man. They're just great. They're terrific even. Terrific ton. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. So it's like a town... <laughs> full of tambourines. <laughs> See, in the 60s and 70s, you know, with like the mamas and the papas and stuff, like they, they, there was like this huge influx of people that were just like way into tambourines. So they made like way too many tambourines, right? And then the second that they got them, everyone was like, we don't need or want these. <laughs> <laughs> so they just shipped them off to terrific in and we use them naturally as a raw material for buildings and art and shit and <laughs> items household items sure. so everything is really fucking noisy <laughs> 
Also, the song Green Tambourine plays on a 24-hour loop in the town square. (laughs) And then, as mandated by county law, in the inside of every building, the song Mr. Tambourine Man is playing. (laughs) Full volume. (laughs) It's got to be heard over the tambourines. (laughs) Terrific, Din. It's the town. It's the town. It's the town with all the goddamn tambourines. <laughs> Christy Farley. Assuming she's done. Okay. Ter- <laughs> Terrific, Din. Terrific, Din. That sounded sarcastic. I tried. Uh, Nick McGavern, make us want to come to or live in the state of confusion. Welcome to the state of confusion where every day is both April Fool's Day and Opposite Day. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Or am I? Psych. (laughs) What was the psych in reference to? Who knows? This town will keep you on your toes. All the world's most notorious pranksters and tricksters live here. Ashton Kutcher, David, David Blaine, Logan Paul, Ace Ventura, Mrs. Doubtfire and Osama Bin Laden. (laughs) Some rules to live by in the state of confusion. If someone offers you a delicious tube of nuts, be careful, it's probably filled with snakes. If you are out driving and you see a tunnel, please make sure the tunnel isn't just painted onto the the wall before driving full speed into it. And for God's sake, don't let Tom Sawyer start telling you about that fence. That's it. (laughs) Nick McGavern, the state of confusion. All right, already into segment four, movie makeup. I haven't done a movie makeup in a while myself, so I decided to. It's just for me. It's a treat. Uh, <laughs> please compose a synopsis based off the following titles. All titles. Uh, I, I decided to have my own uh, title generator rather than John's uh, random word generator.net. Uh, all titles are brought to you by SeventhSanctum.com's B-Movie Titler, a random B-Movie title generator. Seventh Sanctum, it's good for writing prompts. I used to go there a lot when I thought I was a writer. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week, guys. Um, okay. <laughs> Melanie, uh, give us a synopsis for this movie again. Uh, Actual title taken from the random B-movie title generator. Monsters of Life. Uh, Credit to my partner, Dylan, because I stole one of his jokes and then forgot to ask his permission. (laughs) Realized it when I was reading this over. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, it's your boy Polly here with another B-movie shit show. (laughs) Holy shit, guys. I just watched this movie called Monsters of Life. This has to be the troll two of Christian kids' movies. (laughs) It's a 2D cartoon. Think of an animation studio trying to emulate the last unicorn with abortion zombies. Okay. Okay, so there's this kid Johnny who's like 10 and I guess your boy of the film. And he comes home one day like I befriended a Democrat at school today. And his parents like stop and run cold and they're like, Johnny, we have some truths. We have to tell you some truths about liberal America. These hard-ass motherfuckers don't even build it up, build up to it, guys. They take him right to a Planned Parenthood. And they're like, these liberals kill babies, Johnny. 
And he's like, oh no! And they're like, yeah, we know. And he's like, how do liberals get away with that? And they're like, they don't, Johnny. Today, the babies get their revenge. And at that very moment, a mass of zombie babies barrel out of the Planned Parenthood. One, one of them has a head of an abortion doctor. It was gnarly. <laughs> I guess at this point, Johnny kind of stops being your boy and the rest of the movie incoherently strings together some liberal stereotypes being brutally devoured by the zombies. <laughs> I don't get political and I don't get care about abortion. All I know is this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> the violence in this movie got me so pumped I had to jerk off to my cousin's Instagram to relieve my high cheek count. <laughs> As you do. I, oh, I can't <laughs> believe someone made this for kids. That person must be the coolest motherfucker alive. <laughs> Melanie Ford. Monsters of life. I get what you did there. Uh, <laughs> Christy, take a big swig of that delicious Diet Sunkissed orange soda. Diet Sunkissed. The king of orange soda. Sponsor me, Diet Sunkissed. Sponsor me. Crush can suck a dick. <laughs> Fanta, more like fuck you. repaint the stage anyway <laughs> hey that was a bad idea uh, you're an enabler Laura you're an enabler I would not have done that on my own Whew, that was crisp and refreshing diet sun kissed <laughs> fuck orange juice I don't know <laughs> Sunny D go eat eat an ass um whew. I'm ready to go. Christy, we're still doing the show, right? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> please give me the synopsis for your movie, Hate Apartment. So this is a movie about the people who live in the apartment above me. <laughs> Two women, 750 square feet. A six-year-old that can't walk a single fucking step without body slamming all the furniture. <laughs> this summer, it's a story of a family that is silent literally all fucking day until 10 p.m. when Christy absolutely needs to go to bed to go to work the next morning. <laughs> You'll laugh. You'll cry. You will seriously consider slamming a broom on your ceiling like a cartoon old lady. <laughs> Hate apartment. In theaters every single night, 10 p.m. only, like goddamn clockwork until those fucking people move into a condo like they said they would. <laughs> Chrissy Farley. And the hate apartment. We have similar neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick McGavern. 
an actual random title that was given to me by the B-movie titler. Your movie. The Beta Man. (laughs) All right. The Beta Man is a thrilling psychodrama about a man participating in a comedy panel show (laughs) who receives a writing prompt that is supposedly randomly generated (laughs) but seems like a pointed attack on his own personality. You'll be on the edge of his seat as he Googles seventhsanctum.com to find out if that's even a real website. And then spends hours clicking the generate button to see if he can get it to replicate the prompt. Eventually, he gives up on his search and prepares to seek his bloody revenge against the host of the show. The Beta Man. A movie about a guy who's cool, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Nick McGavern. Nick McGavern, whose prompt was the beta man, not Nick McGavern, the beta man. Uh, (laughs) It was, I just, it it came up. (laughs) Sure. It wasn't, I thought you'd have fun with it. Oh, Uh, I will. (laughs) Uh, if you could start the car, <laughs> be fine. Uh, all right, we're at segment five. Oh, I know it's over. I'm the only one that cares. That's all right. I appreciate that. <laughs> segment five: erotic letters to the editor. Pull this one out because uh, it's fun. Please compose an erotic letter to the editor of the following real publications. Again. Hopefully, you Googled these to verify their authenticity as well. Uh, Melanie Ford, the erotic letter that you're writing to the... The publication that you're writing this erotic letter to is Id Ideas and Discoveries Magazine. To the editors of ID Magazine, Donner, Brooks, Rich, and Papazian. Mm. <laughs> A quartet of mysterious men who know tons about science while I know next to nothing about them has been my dream gangbang for my entire (laughs) adult life. I assume you'll only want to further protect your identities from me via masks or even a complicated glory hole situation, which only makes it better for me. (laughs) The only one of you I could find any information on is Papa John. I believe your first name is Charlie. You brew beer and you invented a holiday on your, about your favorite food to be celebrated on your birthday. My dad is an alcoholic who is also bizarrely self-involved. <laughs> and I have daddy issues sticking in. <laughs> fun fact about me, I was a graphic design major in my young adulthood. Also a fun fact about me, I'm into being tortured for sexual arousal. Also a fun fact, your magazine has some of the worst graphic design I've ever seen. (laughs) Some of it's good, but when you fuck it up, oh baby. (laughs) Rub it in my face, tell me it's good design and that I have bad taste like a dumb slut. (laughs) I know you're lying to me and that'll only make me hornier. (laughs) I look forward to hearing from you soon, my daddies. (laughs) Melanie Ford. Reading, reading all of that six feet from her mother. <laughs> That's some badass shit right that there. That is, yeah. Welcome to my family. 
<laughs> it's a wonderful family environment. Um, <laughs> Christy Farley, uh, your erotic letter to the editor of Cottages and Bungalows magazine. Oh my God, okay. So, <laughs> Cottages and Bungalows, okay. With such hard-hitting journalism like Best Boozy Porch Punches and The Power of a Journaling Nook, it was hard to believe that a magazine piece of yours could get me so hard. It's a man, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I have to tell you, after reading the resurgence of rattan chairs, I am as moist as the beautifully sliced watermelon that adorns your front cover of your July issue. (laughs) Is that love in the air or just a homemade aromatherapy spray? (laughs) All these are real. I wish you could use that easy and amazing dry rub recipe on the small of my back. (laughs) There's a joke in there about short ribs, but you guys can put that together on your own. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) I wish... (laughs) Anyway, C and B, we're on that level now. You're as timeless as the vintage apple pie recipe you featured this month. And call me and we can sip some sweet tea and toss each other a perfect summer salad. (laughs) Christy Varley, Cottages and Bungalows magazine. Nick, this also was not a personal attack. (laughs) 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 Your erotic letter to the editor of Psychology Today. Dear Psychology Today, I will describe to you a dream I recently had in the hopes that you can tell me what it's all about. (laughs) When the dream started, I was in bed with my wife and about to attempt some standard missionary intercourse. (laughs) But I was unable to get an erection because much like modern psychology, I am completely reliant on pills. (laughs) I was about to despair when suddenly I was transported to a shadowy bathhouse where I was surrounded by Sigmund Freud with his long cigar. Jacques Lacan and his big other, and Carl Jung, a.k.a. the hung man. (laughs) I began to salivate like one of Pavlov's dogs and prepared to be disciplined and punished like Michel Foucault when Freud said, remember the anal stage, and I woke up. (laughs) What could this possibly mean? Please don't say it means I'm gay. Every psychologist says that. (laughs) I'm not gay, so just drop it. And that's Stab. That's Nick McGavern's Psychology Today. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out to the show. So much fun. One more time, Melanie Ford. Christy Farley. And the alpha dog, Nick McGavern. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening to Stab. If you want to hear more Stabs, there's 180-something on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher, and there's clips on SoundCloud, and there's videos on YouTube because that's where videos go. Or you can come and see it live at the Stab Comedy Theater 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California, 95818. Thank you, good night! Roughly 24 to 90...